podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? This is Disonomics, and of course, you're listening to Disonomics podcast. I read stuff so you don't have to. Making politics, economics, social and current affairs, entertaining, interesting, and most importantly, relevant to you. Do you know what I mean? Okay, what happened last week? Well, I dropped a pod, episode 274, and I spoke on what our Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng and new Prime Minister Liz Truss got up to the biggest tax cuts in 50 years, and a lot of people weren't happy, do you know what I mean? So I went into detail, what are these tax cuts? Who do they impact? How does it impact me? Depending on my earnings or whatnot. What are some of these measures? How do they impact the cost of living? Are they good? And how does this impact the financial markets? Why is a pound in the mud? Why are people worried about pensions? So make sure you check that episode out if you want a good understanding of why things have gone very, very, very left. And also my analysis on list trust and why I knew what what happened was going to happen, right? Now, this week, we're going to talk about the aftermath, do you know what I mean? What, uh, is it Dr. Dre, is that aftermath? Dr. Dre, Eminem and them? Anyway, we're going to talk about the aftermath. So what have our Chancellor and Prime Minister been up to? Why are they still in the mud? Have they U-turned? Have they changed anything? What can we expect next? And of course, you know, this is this moment, do you know what I mean? Like, you listen to me, so you don't have to go on the news and listen to these men to chat a bag of rubbish. You want it digestible, straight to the point and what impacts you, do you know what I mean? Sometimes they're watching the news, a man will talk about fishing. I don't really care. I know this has an impact on the, on the economy, but really and truly, I'm a Londoner. I work in finance. I don't even like fish. So what's happening in fishing and Brexit, in that instance, doesn't concern me. So I try my best to make sure what you hear on this podcast has direct correlation to you, or even if you don't think it does, do you know what I mean? Trying to make it interesting. So let's get into it. Hi, it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, what's going on, people? Hope you had a good week. And yeah, we're going to build from last week's episodes because uh, this is going to be a shit show that we're going to be following closely because I can't lie, it's actually very entertaining for me. So, okay, cool. What do we know so far? Well, new Prime Minister uh, and... Liz Truss and new Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng have had a rough 28 odd days, right? They've been in charge for less than a month and really and truly, the streets want them out of here. Like, some people, some of Liz Truss's supporters are calling it a coup. They're calling it a coup because people are doing things that aren't in the best interest of Liz Truss and the Conservative Party as it stands, right? So people are angry with the tax cuts, they're angry with the not just the tax cuts, but how it's seen more favourable to the people who earn the most, the top 10% and upwards. People are also very angry with the impact it has on the pound and just how it's looking for the economy. And of course, Tory MPs are angry with because it's putting them in the mud. Like they've got their constituents coming to them saying, what's going on? Very angry writing letters coming to them in the streets. And of course, election could be as early as next year or 2024. And of course, if they lose the election, they lose their job. So nobody likes that. So everybody's angry, right? Cool, so what has been happening since? Well, one of the more controversial measures was the abolition, abolition, I'm not sure if I man's even saying that right, the abolition of the 45% tax rate. Now, what is that? We pay our taxes in bands. Not everybody pays a tax rate. So let's say you get, and this is on income, by the way, we're talking about strictly our income from 
right work from from jobs, right? So let's say you're earning fifty k a year. If you're fortunate enough to earn fifty quid, fifty k a year, right? You just don't pay like a flat out tax rate of twenty percent, twenty five, insert number here on the whole amount. You pay different tax rates on different parts of that fifty k. That makes sense. So your first twelve thousand seven hundred fifty quid is called your personal allowance. You do not pay a single penny of tax. Great, right? Every pound up from that, up until about 50 odd K, you pay the basic rate of 20%, which is going down to 19% next year, right? So majority of people, um, they pay the basic rate of 20%, which is going down to 19%, as I stated earlier. Now, above 50K, there's a, there's a, there's a ta higher tax rate of 40%, right? So your earnings above any pound you earn of about 50 odd K, whatever the amount is, I can't remember, nor does it matter, particularly for what I'm explaining, you pay 40% tax on every pound, which is quite ludicrous in my personal philosophical opinion. Until you get to 150K. And once you get to 150K, you pay 45% on every pound above 150 you pay. So that's the top rate tax. Yeah, 45%. Now, Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng removed that rate, right? They removed that. And people are like, how are you giving the biggest tax cut to the people that earn the most money? And according to some Tories, like the, some of the Tory donors who even earned that, they said they don't even want that tax rate. They don't need a tax um, cut. Which, in my opinion, I'm not sure that's the. I'm not sure that they were saying that. I think they were just trying to sound like they were on the right side of history or whatnot. But quickly, my personal opinion: the 45% tax rate should never exist. Neither should 40%. It's just simply too much. We're getting taxed too much. Way too much. I'm not all the way here for progressive taxes, especially not to that extent. I think if you want to tax the quote unquote rich, yeah, you don't get rich over 100 of purely 150K. If you earn 150K a year, I don't think that you're just, just rich. If you are, let's say you earn 150,000 pounds a year and you live with your parents, you don't have to pay mortgage. You don't have to pay significant um, bills or rent to your parents or, or guardians. And all your money goes to whatever car payment you have, your EE phone bill, your gym, your Netflix, your Spotify, Amazon Prime, then you are living a fantastic life. <laughs> you could probably live the high life. You could probably buy yourself something luxury every month, go on eight holidays a year, do you know what I mean? Go out to eat, like do whatever. Yes, you can. But the reality is that the majority of people who are on 150K do not live in them circumstances. They most likely have kids, they have families, they're adults, they have a mortgage or they have a rent. You know what I mean? They have dependents. So a lot of their money goes towards that. Not to say that they, they, they shouldn't be living pretty decently. Of course, they have, they're more likely to have a high standard of living, but it doesn't necessarily mean rich. When people say rich, uh, you probably think of celebrities like um, Stormzy, um, Naomi Campbell, Tom Cruise, Floyd Mayweather, Anthony Joshua, Rihanna, Cardi B, Jay's, those type of people, or Elon Musk, Warren Buffett. And what those people have in common is that they're multi-millionaires. Some of them are billionaires, right? They have assets for days. So even if Rihanna has not released a single record in seven years, how many long it is, simply from owning property, stocks and shares, maybe precious metals, having her things, fingerprints in certain businesses, art, she's, money is coming into her account all the time. All the time. And that's wealth. That's people who are rich, right? So I don't think it's fair to assume that people who are 150K 
are rich. Some of them might be. On they might be rich. But if you want to get money from those people, you need to tax wealth. You need to find a better way of taxing people's assets. And nothing's better, in my opinion, than land value tax. Because the difference between a ten, no, a three-bedroom house in Stoke, you can okay, you could build the exact same house. When I say the same house, I mean it looks exactly the same. The specifications are the same. You could build the same three-bed house in Stoke up north and build the same one in Knightsbridge, and one house will probably cost about a hundred k, and the other one will probably cost damn near five million. And the only difference is the land that it's built on, right? And land is not, land isn't the same as like, if you have a business, right? Like Asda. Asda creates economic activity. You're selling goods and services. So you're buying, you're getting stuff from farms and from Coca-Cola and from other factories, right? So you're paying them and they're using their money to pay their staff and stuff like that. And people coming in to buy stuff from Asda and you're Asda using their money to pay their stuff. You're, you're creating a circulation of money in the economy. Right? You're creating activity, you're creating demand. Land doesn't do that. You could have a plot of land that could go from one million, from one hundred thousand, sorry, to one million, and the only person that benefits from that is the person that owns the land. It's created no jobs, it's created no circul no real circulation of money in the economy. Because to realise that one million pounds worth of value, you're gonna have to sell it. Do, do you see what I'm saying? So okay, I've completely veered off, but yeah, that's just a bit of dysonomics tax philosophy, right? Back to the matter, right? The 45% tax rate has been abolished. That man folded under the pressure, folded. <laughs> and what was interesting is because on Sunday on TV, like um, Chancellor, I mean not Chancellor, Prime Minister Liz Truss went across various news outlets defending her tax policy, saying she has full backing of, and, and she fully believed in her measures, including the 45% tax rate being scrapped early for Kwasi Kwarten then on the Monday to say, yeah, we've reversed it. And we don't want, we, we've, we've listened to your feedback and we're showing that we're willing to change. And, we, and the reason why we're changing because we don't, it, we feel like it's become a distraction. Bollocks. Bollocks. Oh, what's funny is that Liz Trust threw my man on the bus and say, boy, that wasn't my idea. You are the prime minister. Do you want prime me? You're number one. You make the decisions. Why is Kwasi Kwarteng chancellor? Because you flipping picked him. If, if that tax decision was a massive hit, everybody said, this is genius. She wouldn't be coming on TV saying, yo, it was my man's idea. She would be like, this is what I mean. We are committed. I am committed to doing the best thing in the country. It was just funny to me, right? So we had that. We had that embarrassing U-turn. Embarrassing U-turn. And right now, the knives are out. The knives are out. The reason, in my humble opinion, that that U-turn was, because when um, a prime minister, like we've seen with Boris Johnson, like we've seen Theresa May, like we've now seen with um, Liz Truss, when they have an idea or policy, they can't just say it is and just run it like that. No. This ain't a dictatorship. It has to go through parliament, right? And usually when you have a majority in parliament, almost all your decisions run through because your party's not vote for you. Vote on that side, right? Unfortunately, a lot of MPs weren't effing this. They're thinking, are you absolutely crazy? Tory MPs couldn't believe it. And the reason, not only, and what's ironic is because quite a lot of Tory MPs were for tax cuts, which in my opinion, 
is fine. It just depends on the context, when you're doing the tax cuts, how you're doing the tax cuts, blah, blah, blah. But what Tory MPs weren't in favour of was the pound tanking, Britain's financial system being under threat of collapse, Labour having a 13-point-plus lead. They're panicking. They're like, shit, that brother Rishi Sunak was right. They're panicking. They, for the sake, and remember, this lot's listeners, first-time listeners, I always tell, since 2016, when I dropped my podcast, I the, one of the first things I said was, incentives drives behaviour. Nobody's going to turn up to work two, three hours early for the sake of it. For the most part, most people won't. Because whether you do it or not, you're going to get paid the same for the most for the most part, right? Some people turn up to early to work because they've got a lot, of, a lot of responsibilities and it makes it day easier. But for the most part, you're not. If I told a Beyonce fan, you turn up to work, yeah? Three hours early, five days this week, I will guarantee you backstage passes, meet and greet with Beyonce, front row tickets for all her London shows. Guess what? Their man are turning up five hours early. If you told Manchester United fans, turn up to work one hour early this week, yeah? And I promise you, my United won the league. Every United fan is going to turn up early this week. If you just told them to turn up early this week just because we want you to, most people will be like, mm, no, why am I turning up three hours early this week? Incentives drives behaviour. As human beings, we are rational. We do what's in our perceived best interest. Nobody really does something that they know is not good for them. They know it's not in the best interest for them most of the time. People tend not to do that. Why? Because it doesn't make sense. Why do I say this? Politicians. Yes, they are members of parliament. Yes, they are civil servants. But remember, it is a job. They're not doing it for free. If you're a member of parliament... The incentive for the actions is to be re-elected. Because even if they have philosophical, political ideologies, they can't do anything about it if they're not in power. If they're not, if they don't have a seat at the table. They just simply don't... You earn more as a member of parliament than just a standard member of the Labour Party or whatnot. So, they will do things that enables them to be elected. They will do things that enables them to climb ladders. So, sometimes certain men vote for things they don't want to vote for, but they know if the party told me to vote for this and I do vote for this, maybe when it's time to be a minister of this and that, I might get a call-up. So, why do I say this? Liz Trust and Kwasi Kwarteng's actions are not good for business. As I said, Labour have the lead in the polls. Man don't want to lose an election. So, it seems pretty evident that the Tories were not, they're going to rebel. They have probably like a 70-something seat majority. They were probably going to rebel against the tax plan of, cut, of that cut. They were probably going to rebel. So, to spare themselves the embarrassment, they reversed the thing. Some people have openly come out and spoke against it. Even today, oh, I forgot her name, Petna, Penny Morden, who's actually part of Liz Truss's cabinet. We're going to move on to the next embarrassing thing. So, the previous government has said, okay, cool, because of the cost of living, inflation's like 10% and then Mandela, we are going to uprate benefits and stuff like that, right? What does that mean? Obviously, if you're getting £100 worth of benefits last year, 
inflation has gone up by 10%. Your £100 worth of benefits is now pretty much worth £90, right? So the previous government were like, on the borrowers, okay, cool, we're going to up it towards inflation so people aren't in the mud. Decent thing to do. Well, because Kwasi Kwarteng's damn near £45 billion worth of tax cuts is completely unfunded, and the markets have reacted to that, they're trying to find ways to actually justify what they're doing. So it's funny because Kwasi Kwarteng said this week we're going to crunch the numbers. Big man, you should... I thought you already crunched the numbers. You can't. How could you announce the, the biggest tax cuts in, in half a decade, in half a century? And you haven't patterned up the maths. So they, I think they're trying to show they're working to the markets, to people, to provide more stability to what they're doing, right? Boom. To do this, they're going to have to find the money from somewhere. And where they're trying to find the money from? Cutting public spending. And this is so part of it, part of this is them saying, yo, listen, do you know what? We're not, we're going to operate benefits, but not to the full inflation rate. People are not happy about that. Because loads of Conservative MPs apparently are willing to rebel against that. And Penny Morden came out and said, listen, it was a Conservative government that said this, and it's a decent thing to do. I don't agree. I think we should, do you know what I mean? Uprate people's benefits. This is the Conservative, this is Conservative member MPs. And that's why certain people are caught in a coup, because they're outrightly undermining Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng. And although I agree with that, I think it's 50-50. I think they're undermining them, but it's because what they're doing is insane. It's bad for business. It's bad for the Conservative Party. It's, this is a total shit show, I'm telling you. And from what I've been watching and reading, Conservatives MPs are openly talking about trying to get her out of here. She hasn't even been there. She's had the worst start to a prime minister premiership ever. And you don't already know who listened to me that I've called Boris Johnson the worst MP ever, worst prime minister ever. Liz Truss might beat that. She actually might beat that fam. People are calling for you and the Chancellor's head within 28 days. At least if Boris is thinking, man, man, and Brexit. <laughs> so he started off on a high. You see it? It's crazy. So what are we looking at now? Well, I'm not sure if we're going to see any more reversals. It'll be interesting to see. I'm not too sure if we're going to see any reversals. I don't think so for the time being because they can't. Even if it's the best interest, they can't. They already look weak. Their power has already, her authority has already been muddied. So I expect more drawouts. Oh, before I round up, another interesting thing. There's a Conservative Party conference right now. Some of the biggest names in Conservative Party, in the Conservative Party, they're, they're at a conference. There's no sign of Rishi Sunak. It's looking peak. If I was really like, I'll be going on a, on a, on a I, I, I told you so vict, um, victory um, parade. What I find interesting is Dominic Cummins um, said that during the, the former special advisor to Boris Johnson, so he, he was a mastermind behind Brexit and getting Boris elected and a very, very bright and shrewd political operator. 
Um, he was saying during the, the leadership thing, goes, Rishi Sunak is easily the most competent and smart person. He should get the job. It's not even a debate. He'll be the best for the country. And he said that the reason why Boris Johnson is back in Liz Trust because Boris Johnson believes that, knows that Liz Trust ain't got the minerals. And when she eventually fucks up, it gives him an opportunity for people, for him to come back in. Because remember, Boris Johnson is still very, very popular with the Conservative Party. Very, very popular. He's still very, very popular with voters. That's all F of him, which is crazy enough. And Boris Johnson is very good at winning elections. So, <laughs> he's saying, boy, this, this could be a... Man, I'm saying this could be a little gateway for man like Boris to come back in. Maybe this might be a gateway for Rishi to come back in. Who knows? But yeah, I'll keep you people updated. Um, I'll be back to drop in my Monday morning pods. And yeah, any questions, you know where to find me. Until, until Monday, peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.